So our topic today is about renewal, which seems completely appropriate for spring. After all, we can see the renewal of nature all around us uh, this time of year. And when we thought about what we wanted to look at this time together, the renewal, of course, that we want to encourage in terms of our of our planet, of our environment, and also the renewal of our own hearts, our own minds. So we're going to look a little bit on the external level, but I think most of the focus this morning will be on the internal level because that's the place from which all of the um, the renewal that a human being uh, can effect in the world comes from. And certainly the Buddha, if you look at the early, early teachings, the Buddha was mostly focused on the renewal of the heart, of, of training the mind, of developing um, the skill of living in a way that brings beauty, peace, um, happiness to life, and safety also to all living beings just through the way that we live and the way that we behave. So when we were talking about the theme for today, the first thing that I thought of in terms of renewal was a renewal of loving kindness in the heart. You know, it's, it's um, certainly the case these days that we hear about a lot about mindfulness and about all different kinds of things that mindfulness can be applied to. But when you think about, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, applied to being um, a savvier stock trader or um, having a better golf score or um, being more productive at work or whatever, you know, it's very quickly for those of us who show up at an at an event like this, at least, you know, we're, we're more um, likely to look at what the Buddha had intended around mindfulness, which was that we are observing our mind. Um, we're present with what we're doing. We're present with what we're thinking. And those very first words of the Dhammapada, where the Buddha talks about how the mind is chief, everything follows the way that we think. So mindfulness helps us through the whole day to be able to come back to what state is my mind in? You know, how am I, how am I thinking? How am I relating to what I'm doing right now? And it's very easy to get caught up in our activities or what's occurring in the moment. And it's very easy to um, kind of uh, run the the meta tank down to a very low level sometimes depending on what's going on, right? So even something as simple as, you know, having a project actually yesterday I was, um, my task was painting the trim of our new kuti. So we painted the, the, the ground part of it, the, the main, all the wall, all exterior walls. But yesterday I was really hoping to get the trim finished. And there were a number of roadblocks to this, 
the success of this project. <laughs> and it took so much longer than I had expected for various reasons. And it's easy for the mind, you know, like when we have expectations about, you know, what we're going to get done or how things should be or how other people should behave, it's really easy to get into a mental mental pattern of thinking, well, this should not be this way. This This shouldn't be taking this long. Why didn't this person leave things in a better, you know, something? I mean, that wasn't happening yesterday, but... You know, it's it's easy to think of or reflect on or remember times when we've felt things just aren't the way they should be and things aren't going the way they should be. And then with mindfulness, checking in, but is there really anything wrong? I could actually be happy while I'm doing this, even though it's tedious, frustrating. Things are not, um, you know, like they could be frustrating, I guess it's, is the point. But do we have to be frustrated? And it's, it's interesting because even just that thought, even just that mindful checking in on, wait a minute, what am I, what am I focused on here? Can I be happy and do this? And it reminded me of this famous story of Ajahn Chah. Um, asking the monks to move a pile of dirt somewhere and and then he went away and the person who took over his, uh, you know, the running of the monastery while Ajahn Chah was away told the monks to move the dirt to a different spot. It's a whole pile of dirt. They were shoveling all day. When Ajahn Chah came back, he's like, no, I wanted it in that other place. <laughs> they did it again. And the, the upshot, the realization for them, you know, three days of moving dirt for no good reason, it seemed like, was, well, if I can't be happy, if, you know, move, you know, move dirt all day and just be happy, what's wrong with me? You know, it's like, regardless of what the situation is, we can come to this renewal of the mind. It's like we can bring back happiness, joy, loving kindness, even just from noticing that it's not there right now. And why? Why? Why is this so hard for me right now? And so it's it's like there's there's this kind of um, um, opportunity to change the mind. And of course, it's not always that easy, is it? I mean, sometimes what we're dealing with is a lot more challenging than just oh, the the physical work or the mental work. Um, it might be relationships. You know, like what is it that we are wanting to be different? Perhaps in a relationship that we're in with someone that we care about. It's not so easy to be happy. It's not just about putting on a, a smile, although smiling helps. I may even say chemically in our in our system, but it's not easy. You can't just like um, paint it all rosy, can we? It doesn't work. But we can come back to what's really important. We can come back to the fact that 
you know, people aren't gonna think, act, um, be the way we want all the time. And we aren't even for ourselves. And how do we give ourselves that space, that break, um, to be able to bring in kindness, no matter how uh, faulty our own behavior or the behavior of others might be. It's like there's there's this opportunity to be there with um, a presence that's basically and fundamentally kind, accepting, loving, regardless, even when the mind, our own mind, is caught up in something. It's like we're we're cultivating and developing strength in that part of the mind that observes and brings the qualities that we want in our life to the foreground. As I was thinking about this renewal of the mind, I was remembering meeting a man many years ago now who is a professor in one of the universities in this area. And he talked about how when he was young, like a young college student, he he met this girl in his in his class and he said she was so different from the other students. You know, students would be complaining about the exams or what the teachers are wanting or you know what other people are doing or whatever and she she was not ever she was happy and bright and light it it was like um when she'd come in the room she brought the sun with her and he was fascinated uh and and of course really wanted to get to know her and as he did get to know her he learned that now, this was quite a long time ago, that she uh, had been in, in a concentration camp in Germany. And that when she was released, she was so appreciative of everything. Every flower, every sunset, every person. And he said that that state was just her normal. She didn't lose it. He wound up marrying her. When I met him, he had been married for oh, decades already. <laughs> and, you know, to just kind of recognize that, of course, that wasn't the outcome for many people who had gone through what she went through. And how much of that is a choice? And this is something we can we can examine in our own life. How much of our mood in this moment is a choice? And how much of it depends upon what we think, where we put our focus? But this doesn't mean that we um, avoid looking at problems, but can we look at the problems, be present with the problems? from a perspective of wisdom 
seeing the naturalness of that, seeing, um, you know, for example, we can be very distraught about things that happen in our lives. And yet what the Buddha tried to impress upon us is that much of it, it's, it's a natural thing, aging, sickness, death, losing something, things being broken. This is all natural. This is, and so when we, when we're, um, when we're experiencing um, grief, this is also natural. And to, and to have the, the reflective wise part of the mind bring up compassion and kindness towards ourselves. So I'm not trying to say that we, you know, shove it down, push it away, but instead embrace, notice, but then also shift, you know, remind ourselves, as the Buddhist said, that I'm not the only one who goes through this. This is how life is. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong. In a very deep sense, there's nothing wrong. It's a natural way of things. And, and by looking at things this way, I mean, in the, in the text, the way the Buddha put it is that an untaught ordinary person becomes distraught. But the noble disciple says, I'm not the only one who experiences this. This is the way things are. And, and just that shift, that shift to recognizing that the things that we find difficult are a natural part of life helps us to renewal, renew and bring forward compassion and kindness, patience, wisdom. It's a renewal of the heart. So yesterday, what was going on is that I was um, removing the painting tape from the part uh, that was protecting the the trim, so that I could paint it. And it and the painting tape was ripping in a way that I couldn't get all of it um, off the the boards, and so it took a lot of time. And it's like, but there's nothing wrong. It's easy to feel frustrated if we don't think about it, but there's nothing really wrong. Then how do I apply that to bigger things? When my mom was dying, you know, in some ways it was easier then to really go immediately to the Buddhist teachings and know that there was nothing wrong. This was natural. It's what happened. How can I be with this from a place of peace? kindness, compassion for myself and whatever I felt for her and whatever she was going through. And so I'm, I'm, um, I think in some way, the most, at this moment, at least the, the most um, prominent feeling that arises for me is gratitude that the Buddha taught this way. 
that he showed us the the true nature that he pointed at the true nature of things and how they arise and cease that it's there there are the cycles that keep continuing so here we are in spring you know the renewal of life i look outside and you know like it's hard for you to see right behind me right now these beautiful redwoods but the maple leaves are out fresh and flowers and you know it's like it's all so beautiful and in the fall it's all going to dry up and die away and this is true for everything around us as well it comes and it goes how can we train the mind to bring forward the qualities that when we develop them, they're the things that stay. Generosity, virtue, it's something that we can really rely on. These qualities, when we practice, this becomes our character. And that's actually something that continues on with us, that has um, an impact on the future. That sets up the causes and conditions for well-being, for um, for beauty, for wonder, for safety. There's a beautiful sutta um, that I'm sure you've heard at some point, the, the Mangala Sutta, the highest blessings. And at the end, the Buddha says, if you live this way, you're safe wherever you go. It's about virtue and generosity and kindness, patience. And the trick is not to think, oh, well, I'm not doing enough or um, I'm not patient all the time or, you know, I, um, I should be more generous. It's 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 more about having the kindness and generosity towards ourselves even when we think like that it's like there's always that way to step back and put what's happening into a context that allows us to soften and and find relief So when we think about the renewal inside, I think of it as uh, a mental training. When we think about the renewal in the world, because our own development of generosity and virtue and kindness can easily be related to some of the big sweeping um, experiences in the world when we start talking about social justice, um, climate justice, you know, these, these kinds of larger issues that we've seen um, really coming to center stage in these past months. And we can see some, I, I believe, we can see some renewal happening there where 
you know, right now, um, there's a shift happening. And if we wish to, we can um, find ways to put some energy and support and encouragement in those directions too, um, to really um, help that develop in the world. And at the same time, remembering that we can make progress within the cycles of renewal and and change the arising and ceasing the cycles that are natural there still is this progress and this is how we move towards enlightenment too it's more like a spiral you go through the cycles but you make progress if we choose to put our effort in that direction Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.